from Massachusetts. That's all you get. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. I released a rap Damn album. You, you could have been Mark Wahlberg. You needed two cues, but it's not. Oh, dang it. Here's where you're going to get it. I've been in a movie or two. <laughs> that actor guy. And finally, I may or may not have been a WWE champion at some point. In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's, unlikely heroes, Jade and MJK, come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is Not Another Podcast. Oh, damn. Yeah, so my Who Am I was very low energy, so I need some gold <laughs> juice by Kip Koo. Here and we I, are. What episode, Jade? Oh, you know, season seven, episode three of not another podcast. Of course, I'm MJK. That is Jade. Jade, what mm. you got for me, girl? Massachusetts actor, WWE. I called out Mark Wahlberg as soon as you said Massachusetts. Double ganger. I'm like, I need... I need um, the Boston connection there somehow. I don't think I actually knew this person is Boston, but I'm going to guess John Cena. I didn't say Boston. I said oh. Massachusetts. Is it Massachusetts? Because I actually Boston? forgot his oh, actual right. little hometown city, but he might as well be from Boston. Aha. Uh-huh. Ding, ding, ding. Yay. Rapper, wrestler, actor. I was about to say extraordinary, but he's not a good actor. So I've gotten two out of three so far because the first one I needed extra guidance and a few mm-hmm. extra tips. So I'm pretty satisfied with that. Two I should have taken three. a sip of this beer before I did the Who Am I? And I would have just fucking done so much better. <laughs> I, I would have laid on some like uh, Eddie Guerrero. You don't even know who that is and you would have got it. You'd be like, Latina eat Eddie Guerrero. Like, mamacita. <laughs> I lie. I still. And then I'm just Mexican for the rest of the episode. Well, that, uh, that was me. But you that's how you would have represented mm. it. But I really do have to ask, what is with that brown paper bag over there? Oh, you mean this one right here? Uh-huh. That's making a little bit of noise in the background right there? Uh, what you know, is it? Well, why don't you take a guess? Surprise snacks? No, it's yeah. it's it's uh, it's a brown paper bag full of the Sopranos box set. <laughs> a gift for my friend John's dad, which I want to make it look like a low-key drug deal when <laughs> I give him the bag. So <laughs> it's just a little audio visual for you folks out there. from last time when I didn't close it down properly and we lost a whole episode, yeah. a whole recording one time and had to reshoot. Did we reshoot that exact same night? Yeah. Wow. We are dedicated. Yeah. If only people knew. We lost the episode, went out, and then you came back half cut. Oh! <laughs> I kept, remember this. And we kept making inside references to the evening yeah. to people yeah, yeah, who yeah. would not listen to it and no. also our listeners wouldn't know who they are. So. Correct. And then in hearing me in the playback, I actually sound literally normal. You're like when I was like 19 or something, I was at a friend's house and we're like, okay, we need to act sober in front of my mom. <laughs> you talk to her <laughs> while I go to the, my room and get my sneaky booze and then we're going to leave. And he was like, oh my God, you're so good at acting sober. And I was like, I thought I was doing a horrible job, man. <laughs> I feel drunk. Anyway, 
Uh, nice beanie. Don't care. Surprise oh. snack. <laughs> was that your, um, <laughs> what do they call it? Diversion of like, psych. Here's yep. an ice cream. Not really. Okay. He's getting up here and going into the wardrobe. Yeah, it's all a man this of is, mystery. This is the legit official surprise snack. Do I have to have my eyes closed? Well, you, you could, but uh. it's the official surprise snack container. It kind of looks like Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles. All right, but it's not. Okay, well, I better close my eyes then. All right, Jay, grab it. Get, get your paw out. Good. You got him. Oh, my God. It's another Pringle. Yep, sure is. <laughs> How many flavors can these people have? It's kind of starting to upset me. Everything is starting to taste like cardboard. What are you smelling? Cardboard? <laughs> <laughs> Please sponsor us, Pringles. I can never guess from the smell, but here we go. Yeah, put it on your tongue. Feel it around in there. That's what she said. Oh, my God. This is disgusting. I know. It's so what bad. the heck is that? <laughs> Would you like to take any stabs in the dark? I won't torture you any longer. Some sort of meat. All right. Do you want to... Am I right any... with the meat bit? No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's a, it's a, I'm going to say beef. Good. Okay, yeah. And uh, I'll just put you out of your misery. Oh, that's disgusting. Here we go. Pringles passport flavors... New York style cheeseburger. You've been to New York and I'm pretty <laughs> sure you can vouch that no New York cheeseburger, unless one sold out of a dude's back fucking his, the boot of his car or something, <laughs> maybe coming in a brown paper bag like the gift from my friend. Oh my God, that is vile. <laughs> I, uh, I, and again, these were intended for uh, last episode. Yes, of course. And uh, I busted these open earlier. And I thought they were equally as disgusting as you described. Wow, okay. It's a mutual agreeance on that one. I can't wait to throw them out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Ah, bitch, what you want? I was just saying before, it's a slightly shorter list than the last few eps because unlike previous eps, we've actually only been away for about two weeks since episode two. But at the end of season six there and the start of season seven have been like four and five weeks in between recording so and you had holidays and shit exactly and a very long list so not as long this time and two of them we're going to be talking about at length today as our features we're going to be talking about the army of dead Zack schneider netflix film that's just come out a week ago and we're going to be talking about the Friends Reunion special, which is only 48 hours old, in which we got to watch before the rest of America. Otherwise, on my list... We in Australia, not we in this room, because I ain't watching Oh, like yeah, true that, true that. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's barely in it. We'll discuss that later. Um, Excuse me, and I finished season six of Veep. Um, we've been watching that on Binge. How many seasons all up? And there's only seven seasons <gasps> all up, and we're halfway through that already. Fuck. And, um, yeah, <laughs> just... I don't know why I'm always surprised by the things that they can get away with saying, considering it ended in 2017. But it's like a Showtime or original or some shit, right? It's it's HBO, so oh, yeah, yeah, they can do anything they <laughs> I want. I know, but you kind of forget about it for a bit and then go, "Whoa, but they just said that." You take away sponsors and commercialism, you can literally put any content you want out there that isn't pornography. Pretty much, yeah. That's yeah. the only thing missing from it, really. Yeah. <laughs> Sex, but nice, nice pair of titties with some dicks and shit, you know. Oh man, just uh, cracks you up for sure. And it's just like, how are they getting away with it? But like, that's the beauty of comedy. So <laughs> you don't question it too much more. I'm nodding with approval. I really need oh, to watch yeah. that show. Um, in the same night, we finished part one of Money Heist, which is on Netflix now. It's a Spanish uh, drama oh, I've thriller. Seen that pop up like a thousand man, times. Man, yeah. it is. Terrible? Solid. Oh, good. Now, a lot of people were recommending this about a year ago, going, wow, you're watching it, you're watching it. I just, you know how you, 
get a week or two there where you just hear the same show get mentioned like four or five times. And then you yeah, and you're like, oh, it. I better watch that. So Money Heist has been on my radar for a while because so many people and very different people were watching it and enjoying it. And... So I finally got onto that, suggested excuse. He was like, yeah, I'm keen. What most, what everyone's been watching it with is the dubbed version. Um, but what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> you're playing around. There you are. You're, you're live. Um, okay. He's playing with his mic. He's such a child. Um, yeah, so a lot of people have been watching it, the dubbed version. So you've got like these American voices or English voices I over can't the top. do that. I didn't even want to commit. Oh, you mm. know I love the Spanish language, just hearing it. I don't have mm-hmm. to understand it. So I was like, excuse me, there's no way we're watching the dub version. We will, you know, you have to change your settings a little bit on Netflix. It automatically plays the dub version. And people are like, oh, you get used to it. You get used to it. I'm like, I don't want to get used to it. I want to hear their I'd natural voices. I'd rather read it and hear the sexy voices. A hundred percent. So we don't commit to more than like two a night. Um, they're only about 45 minutes. But man, it is just solid storytelling from start to finish. They've clearly planned all the way at the end and are working their way backwards just to have so many things fall in line the way that does. It's just really, really intense, really well done. So I'm looking forward to where that's going because we're a few eps into part two now. Um, and part five, I think, comes back in September. So they're still creating new eps. There's even a documentary on Netflix about the phenomenon of money heist all over the world. So it's something I'm going to check out once we've seen it, just so I don't get any spoilers potentially. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend that for everyone. Um, I think I mentioned last episode that I watched the first Harry Potter for the first time in a long time and that it's 20 years old this year. And it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Philosopher's really? Stone. Really? Oh, yeah. And then we were like, yeah. Sorcerer's the, Stone over there. Uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. That's it. Yeah. That's the other version. Um, since then, I've watched Harry Potter 2, Chamber of Secrets, which is out 2002. And then we watched, because I'm watching this with my friends Matt and Alice, we then watched Harry Potter 3, Prisoner of Azkaban, one of my faves. That was the year later. Is that and the time travel one? No. No. Nah, it's where that guy es- escapes from Azkaban. And What's sort of the time taunting. travel one, though? I have no idea. Like the one where, okay, it's not, the, it's what I remember the most, but they kind of relive it. Like there's a part where the guy gets hit by a rock and he's like, ow. And then later they're like standing there changing the. the oh, that is the time travel one. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah but it it's is. only, I remember it's that. It's a very as, small part of yeah, the film. I, yeah. That's yeah. the only part I remember. Sorry. I, I was just you know, nope. imagining Back to the Future that's or something. My, yeah. That's my <laughs> fault. No, that is that one. And that's, I think, one of the things I really liked about that um, film. So that was fun to watch again, but we're. They keep hinting, so you're free tonight, you're free tomorrow for the next one so we can get through them. But we haven't been able to um Just wait till coordinate. you get Helena Bonham Carter in those movies. Yeah. Ring a ding, ding. She's a legend. Um, I was just talking to your housemate Stacy about a PS4 game called Days Gone. I've just finished that. I mentioned it last ep that I was Shout halfway out through. Stace. Shout out to you. Um, so yeah, I finished that last Saturday, which probably was 30 hours of storytelling and campaigning and yeah got all the way through the end of that much to my horror definitely one that elevates the heart rate <laughs> so where do you rank it in games that were released the year of that game that we when it was released? i couldn't remember any of the games that were, it was so number it one had, there fuck. was original gameplay footage they were showing in 2016 i don't think it was out i thought it wasn't out until 2019 when i looked it up so it's quite interesting to see obviously they've remastered it a little bit but I just grabbed it because it was free on PSN. Um, I can't even do math. It would have been 18 or 19 because it was when I was mm. last living with housemates. I'm thinking it was 19. And you were last in that chair. 
and I was in this chair at oh this my desk God. in a different location in the same suburb. <laughs> no, wait, it's not. <laughs> different suburb. Yeah, sorry. Very different suburb. I watched a 2021 film on Netflix with our mate Amy Adams called The Woman in the Window, which is a bit of a psychological thriller based on a very accomplished book. There are a lot of reviews um, were hating on the film because they read the book. Oh, okay. And so they had a lot of Julianne Moore, expectation. Right? Julianne Moore has... Some scenes in there as well. She's a lot in the trailer because it's the, yeah, it's they really the only sell in that. one of two of the trailers that I watched. She's in one scene. So she actually comes up oh. in little flashbacks, sort of real small clips, but she's mostly in one scene. But it's a brilliant scene because it's just... Ruin the movie for me. Tell me about it. It's Amy Adams and Julianne Moore sitting at a kitchen bench bantering for 10 minutes. And you're like, this is the best thing I've seen all week. Because like, I love those two actresses. They've never been Same. in anything together. And when I saw two them together, heads. I was like, they could be like, you know, sisters or some shit. Yeah, exactly. But no, she's... Or teen mum and, you know, yeah, really true. attractive daughter. Yeah. Or really attractive mum for that matter. But it emulates a lot of like Hitchcock's rear window, that concept where mm. she... Um, witnesses a murder across the road. Disturbia, yeah, we get it. Disturbia, yeah. There's a lot of uh, a lot of references to Hitchcock throughout that, and some people are like, oh, it's just a knockoff of that film. I'm like, oh, everyone does it. Like, yeah, like everything's there's a no original of concept. Now, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no. Have original. you seen how many Groundhog Day movies are out at the moment? Well, exactly. Like, can we have another serial killer film? Like, it's just endless. So, I wasn't phased by the fact that it has similarities to Rear Window. This was a psychological thriller. This is a film about trauma. So, I didn't really make too many connections to Rear Window other than she witnesses something in her neighborhood go down. And then there's She's the thing a recluse, of. She's right? Yeah, it's called a drod. Um, you don't have to tell a, me the a, Yeah, but there's term. a garbage song. Pretty sure it's a garbage song. It's about the same tra- trauma. You'd fucking know. Were, oh, yeah. Androgyny is a great song. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called? It's, that's based on... That's the same word, I think. I'm mumble, so I can't actually say <laughs> the word. I can yeah, sing she's... it. Androgyny. <laughs> They've got a new album coming out, by the way. Get the fuck out Get, of here. It's, it's, there's a few... Please tell me they're not still sticking with like dubstep and shit. No, 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 no. I've listened to... There's four apps up on Apple Music at Eps. the moment. I mean, sorry, songs. <laughs> I speak tracks, in TV huh? world. <laughs> when I'm talking about... Um, lessons at school. I call them episodes. <laughs> That's okay, man. No, guys, this is episode three. <laughs> I, you can tell I'm a lifelong fat guy. If I was to ask you what kind of dog you have, I'd say, what flavor is your dog? <laughs> what flavor is Maggie? Yeah. Yeah, but what flavor is well, she's she? She's a Labrador. Okay, but like, you're like, not actually looking for a flavor. No. Oh, man, that would be disturbing. That'd be racist. Anywho, I like this, the twists and the turns of this film. Amy Adams' acting was on point and... Yeah, I got lost in it. It was pretty good. Does she smoke a lot of weed? You know where. Um, yeah, so then Wednesday night, went to the cinema with my auntie Lisa. <laughs> Lisa, what's up? What's up, legend? And we went and saw Angelina Jolie's Those Who Wish Me Dead. Yeah, Don't ask me anything about the director. Johnny Bernthal, my man. Yeah, Johnny Bernthal's in it. Um, uh, Nicholas Holt, some guy from Game of Thrones whose name I don't know. Uh, it was very cat and mouse. Meets thriller, meets drama, meets action, meets Nicholas, natural disaster. Nicholas Holt doesn't look a lot like Nicholas Holt in the movie, does he? Not really. He's got like a lot of three-day growth and just very serious. I saw him in the and trailer broody. and he looked more like the guy that played Ajax from um, Deadpool, whose name I forget. Uh-huh. And then I looked up the cast and I was like, ah, oh, apparently those guys look alike. <laughs> Doppelgangers. No, so I enjoyed that. It was probably only about an hour 40, so it went really quick, had big action. It was funny sitting next to Annie Lisa. She's squirming it. Like, there's pretty bad violence within it. 
Um, they didn't make the women in the film damsels of distress. They were actually yeah, very that, resourceful and took Hollywood care of themselves. Of the last five years, they have evolved. Thank God. Um, yeah, I liked the cast. I liked the anticipation of where it was going and um, the cat and mouse thriller aspect of Are you it. You so drink that water? I poured you that water. Yeah, when you're talking. All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got to go to the cinema to see something, which was nice. Otherwise, I've mostly been just watching weekly shows. Lucifer came back last night, as did The Bold Type. I've got a lot of weekly shows as well, um, from Station 19 to DC Legends Tomorrow. It's all happening. So, And I'm still reading June by Frank Herbert. <laughs> I'm like 60% through. It's a slow go. I'm slugging my way through it, but I'll get there. So at this point, we're thinking maybe the last fifteen percent stuff will. Yeah, happen. there's some, there's better stuff's been happening. Um, I just have not have time. Like for example, I spent five hours today marking your twelve work. So over to you, MJK. So uh, I forgot to mention this last week, and this is so indicative of this entire film, and I've brought it up so much on this fucking podcast. That's right, listeners and Jade, who isn't listening because you're hydrating. Yeah. I finally watched. The New Mutants. OMG. <laughs> I have it sitting there on my hard drive. Thoughts? I love Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh, yeah. She's she's in that, right? There's two girls. One's a- the Arya from there's Game of Thrones. Three. Oh, okay. There's the lead. There's the Game of Thrones chicks. Yep. And there's my Anya Taylor-Joy. Right. Gotcha. Jade? You love her, but? Is it a but or you love her more? No, I was just going to say this movie's not good. Oh, <laughs> What's it got like a two out of ten on IMDb? Watched it and I was like, okay, because it looked so bad the way it was put together, and it's not like you'd be like, oh, it's artistic direction and shit. It's like clearly (laughs) can't even get away with didn't get the shots they want, so they kind of like tried to do clever things with it. And then the CG, which you know, I'm a fucking absolute insane person about, was not very good. I could see where they were going with and you could take the liberty of with, oh, it's mutants and stuff. But at the same time, it's just like, it still looks like garbage. <laughs> uh, not to mention oh, the entire film is pretty much in one location, but not. So it just, oh, wow. you f- don't feel like the, the movie moves it's at evolving all. evolving or moving. And uh, yeah, I, I was looking for potential, like, I was like, oh, yeah, they would have had to done something to enhance the movie. And the only thing I could think was, like, a lesbian storyline where I'm like, hey. Yeah. And, that, and yeah, I was just like. Is there anything good about it? Not for me. Shit. Far out. So don't recommend it. No. <laughs> That's Guess, a strong no. <laughs> firstly, ask me how I watched it. How did you watch it? I bought it on Blu-ray. What's wrong oh, with me? Oh, no. <laughs> I hope you got 20% off. Probably not. Oh, full price. Nah, I probably did. But um, yeah, so finally watched that and the saga of the new mutants and me talking about it on this podcast is finally <laughs> over. It has finally come to an end. Just like Game of Thrones, it was disappointing the ending. Uh, I watched the movie Bad Lieutenant with Harvey Keitel for the first time. Okay, what year is that from? 92 or 93. Shit, it's good. Better than New Mutants. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the grimy New York movie of that era, and it's fucking brilliant. It's nice. Kinda, it's a classic in the sense of it's kind of true to New York at that time, as well as it's like indie riffic, but also one of those movies that just make you really uncomfortable. So it's Harvey Keitel. He's a de- degenerate like uh, gambler, fucking drug addict, but also a detective lieutenant in the NYPD. 
Nice. Opening scene is him like having to go with his kids, driving them to school. Like, what's your fucking problem? <laughs> you think I got time to drive you to school? You guys can't catch the bus. And they're like, it was any whatever's fault. She was taking too long in the bathroom. <laughs> Next time you call me, I'll come over. I'll put her head through the fucking wall. <laughs> and then they like give him a kiss goodbye. And then it's just like, oh, okay. So he's a little high strung. And then right. he goes... <laughs> He goes to a fucking homicide scene. The next thing, next scene, he's scoring crack from a dude, and the way he's paying for it is evidence cocaine. So he's tr- basically um. trading cocaine, which he got in a bust for crack. Next scene is him high as shit at it, like uh, a Damn. drug house. <laughs> he's high on uh, heroin while other people are having an orgy. And a later part in the film, which... What is this film rated? I know. It's an R-rated film. Okay. And it was my go-to on Stan once I couldn't find Chopper or Twins after oh, I got... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh, like, right. finally, that, that I've never seen Bad Lieutenant. But the best part is he pulls over two young women in a cop car for no... Re- uh, for no re- He's in a cop car, apologies. Pulls them over in his car. Right. Says they've got a busted tail light. They don't. And he's like, well, what are you going to do to get out of the ticket? And it just... It just just escalates and is so ridiculous. And but at the end of the day, it feels like parody. But you're like, there's definitely cops like that. So it just made me laugh and also kind of sad in a way. Yeah. <laughs> and think of any like vile, disgusting thing you can think of in like a, a thriller drama from that era, and they they slot it in, even if it doesn't make sense. Damn. Yeah. So I'll just put that visual in your head. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, I watched Sicario for the first time. Oh, you hadn't seen that? No. My girl Emily Blunt. It's definitely a you movie. I didn't love it. I remember getting bored with it, but I don't think I was oh, not enough, actually. paying much attention. Yeah, And there's the sequel as well, which I haven't watched. I haven't seen that, but Johnny Bernthal and Benicio Del Toro represent my yeah, man. Yeah. Also Josh Brolin, but apparently since he's you know gone sober, he's not as cool. <laughs> um, and uh, I watched Bad Trip, the Netflix original, Eric Andre and Tiffany Haddish. Oh, okay. Half... Prank movie, half plot driven dude trying to find love in his life. And it was actually okay. I don't usually like the prank movies. Nice. But it was very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And the pranks that people got involved with, they all kind of were very receptive and helpful because it was mostly the guy making a dummy of himself. What was that on? Netflix. Nice. I'm pretty sure I said Netflix original. Since you Open got your my Stan. Yeah. What have you watched on that? Bad Lieutenant was Stan. And RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race. You've been watching that? Uh, only a few episodes at this point, but I'm starting from scratch and there's like 19 seasons. Shit. Yeah. Plus, some, it came up on Stan when I loaded it up before. It's like RuPaul goes down under. It must be in Australia. Yeah, so they've got like, a, I think, a Brazilian offshoot, a British offshoot, and they've I think this is their first season of the Australian. RuPaul. Yeah, right. It's all happening. Yeah. But um, we'll be back shortly with another segment. I've just got to go check the footy scores. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa. I'm not done. Oh, I was just going to talk about uh, still keeping up with my podcasts and just back on you talking about uh, Spanish. I've been listening to <gasps> Tom Segura's uh, Spanish speaking podcast, which at this point I mostly am only understanding the, <laughs> you know, uh, que and si <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and quizás, which uh, only because he said it like a thousand times in the first episode just to say, well, perhaps I'll talk about this. Perhaps I'll talk about that. But I'm enjoying it just because the, just the way he talks makes me laugh.
We just checked the footy score and my boys got up over the Eagles in the West Coast. 16-point victory to the Red and the Black. Don the sash. We're now into trailers. First and foremost, you need to settle the fuck down. <laughs> Stace came this close to turning her TV up, which she never does. She never touches that dial. And also, because well, you were loud. <laughs> and I came this close to boot bashing you just because you were getting mighty obnoxious yelling, Boom! And I don't even want to repeat the things she was calling the, the umpires, oh my the poor God. goal referees. You know how to stretch the truth. I ain't never stretched the you truth. You are a creative writer, that is for sure. I ain't never. Uh, oh no. dear! Wow, we're getting real vocal. You get you're real vocal. I was talking over you, bro. Okay, well, shit. Which I never anyway. do. What's this segment? Trailers? Have you watched them? Yeah, I watched two. Same. That I remember that I've recorded. Same. Okay. Twins. All right. On the count of <laughs> three, let's say our favorite of those trailers. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Gunpowder milkshake. Is that a Karen Gillan? Yes. Have I you didn't, watched it? I didn't watch but it. But you know of it, yeah. Yeah, I follow her on an Insta, yeah. She's right. a redhead with legs. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your two weak points, red hair and legs. Oh, that's so funny. Excuse me, it was over last night. I was like, Jade, have you watched this trailer yet? I go, no. It's Nebula. Why <laughs> would no, I'm just joking. I was like, no, I haven't watched it. Loads it up. It's fucking bo- Angela Bassett, Lena Hetty. Yep. Karen Gillian, as you said. Gillian. Gillian. Some Asian chick that I've seen in a million things before because um, she's a bit older. And I'm like, who is not in this film? And uh, Carla, however you say her last name. from G- Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Guglino. Beautiful woman. Oh, man. Yeah, so she's at like a receptions desk and Karen Gillian is an assassin and she approaches it. What reminded me of like the hotel lobby area of John, John Wick, Wick yeah. where she reports to Carla's character and then they go back into a secret room to get sort of all their intel for the next mission. But one um, plot line for on on uh, IMDb is three generations of women fight back against those who could take everything from them. So Lena Headey plays Karen Gillan's mum and she's sort of, seems like she's not abandoned her, but as they've distanced themselves a little bit and then they need to sort of team up to take on this next mission and then the other one is in a turbulent life as a professional assassin scarlet was cruelly forced to abandon her daughter sam and go on the run years later despite the estrangement sam has also grown up into a cold-blooded hit woman after a high-stake mission spins out of control putting an innocent eight-year-old in the middle of the gang war she is unleashed sam has no choice but to go rogue this ultimately leads her back to her mother and her former hit woman sidekicks who will all join forces in an avenging war against those who took everything from them the first part of that synopsis made it sound like lena was the lead though whereas the yes. last one made it sound that's like a very good point yeah, yeah. the way that it's sp- fun and lena doesn't look like she's going to be in it all at once except a cameo as her mother and then she's just like fighting everyone and teaming up with karen probably in the back half of that film but it looked really fun action-packed a bit quirky and just a really cool cast that was kind of the hook Mm. to that the only reason i know about it is Mm -hmm. because uh, again instagram uh when they were shooting she was posting a lot of like insta stories and stuff with all the gals and they would just, you know, seem like right. a good time. Aha. Uh-huh. And there's the little girl in it, the eight-year-old they mentioned was the little girl in My Spy with David Bautista. I've seen that once. Yeah. That little girl was a manipulator. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and the um, Asian actress I was speaking about was Michelle Yo, which she will be in. I know that name. She'll, she's from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's what oh, she's from. Oh, that bird. And she's yeah, going to yeah. be in... 
Shang Lee as well, that Lee, that actress there. Yeah, I know who she is. Yeah, so that looks really, really fun. And the other one I watched was War of Tomorrow with Pretty Chris sh- Pratt. I haven't, yeah, neither of the ones I watched. Yeah, Chris Pratt and Yvonne Strahovski, who I know from Chuck and Handmaid's Tale, Australia represent. Wait, you've watched Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. Oh, uh, you have. We've spoken about Yeah, this. I watched the latest ep today. Um, so, yeah, that actually was really good. It's going to be Amazon original out in a couple of months or so. Just fun action. Yeah, I see he's, again, he's someone I follow on uh, the Insta. Cause, uh, yep, same. I can't remember why I originally started following him. Maybe it's just because he was Star-Lord, but... Mm, yeah, yeah probably. He's, he's still there. <laughs> Good and music taste. I got a kick out of you know when he married Catherine. Um, all of his I'm not a good yeah I'm not a good son-in-law things because you know Arnold supposedly always forgets his name, which is hilarious. <laughs> what were the trailers you watched? Uh, the movie you were talking about with the the redheads, Amy Adams, oh. Julianne Moore, <laughs> the woman in the window, and also the latest for Ghostbusters Afterlife. And after those two trailers, I was very burnt out and not interested at mm-hmm. all. Just got a, t- a text message from James, the Essendon supporter in my office. The red and black circles. We do that whenever we get a win. Just send each other the colours. Represent. You anyway, should marry on. that guy. Uh, he is married so already. You could, when you're in bed next to each other, your pillow talking really just be texts of <laughs> red, red and yellow. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll wear the red, red pyjamas. He'll wear the black pyjamas. It'll be, it'll be great. And then when you come together, you're red and black. Oh. In our hugging. Can we move on now? <laughs> Did you say both trailers? Yeah. Woman in the Window and what was the other one? Ghostbusters Afterlife. Never have Afterlife. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Which is out Afterlife. in November in Ghostbusters Australian Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife. Oh, <laughs> With, uh, what's his name? Uh, that Paul, actor guy. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is in there. Yeah. I was supposed to say Chris Rudd. Did I drink? Pa- Chris Rock. Paul Rudd, that man that doesn't age. Gangster. Nah, you know what, Dexter? I'm sick of your shit. <laughs> it is coming you. back. Don't forget that. Oh, uh, we yeah, did talk about no that. No original cast other than Michael. So he's going to be a lumberjack. So he's going to be lumberjacking away. away. Killing them, all the people. That sounded very erotic. Lumberjacking But spill, speaking of killing, one Chilling. our feature, one of our features in episode three, season seven, is Zack Snyder's The Army of the Dead. <laughs> I thought it was Army of the Dead. You Army did this of, earlier yeah, too. Yeah. I was like, I think I you like, moved the? the... No, you're correct. It's Army of the Dead. I think his... it's Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Bitch. Here's three things I know about it. One, it was directed by Zack Snyder, who last directed Dawn of the Dead in 2004, which I have seen, but mostly forget. And mostly last just directed? No, last directed a zombie film. Sorry. The, yeah, thank you. Context. 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 The last zombie film that Zack Snyder directed was Dawn, Dawn of the, the Dead, Dead 2004. But then that over, gets overshadowed for me because of Shaun of the Dead, because it's like the comedic twist, parody, whatever you want to call it. Um, That's why people like you, because you also like cover songs over the originals. <laughs> anyway, it's Zack Snyder, last zombie film, 2004, Dawn of Dead. And number two, Tig Notaro, the female comedian who plays the helicopter pilot, was not in that film, but is in that film. Did you and read that? No, I knew about it ages ago. I and didn't also, know about it's this. so painfully obvious. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who don't know, there was an actor who we don't even need to name because he's a douche apparently. Um, 
He was then pulled from the film, but they had already filmed anything. They recast Tig Notaro as the pilot and put a green screen into all of his scenes and interactions um, to keep that character in there because it's kind of pivotal. It's sort of their their way out there of the escape vehicle. Um, and so, yeah, it is because we read the trivia at the start of the film and it became very obvious knowing that that, that was happening. I probably wouldn't have noticed if I didn't well, read it. But Pretty much the whole film has that weird glaze to it, which makes it look like shit, like almost like none of them are meant to be there. But it is painfully obvious with T. Yeah, it's much more obvious and for sure. Knowing it from the start, again, like you said, if you didn't know, you probably wouldn't have noticed, but everything sounds painfully recited. And mm-hmm. She almost looks like she clearly doesn't want to fucking be there. <laughs> she is hilarious, though, but yeah, it was just something that was a little bit distracting at the start. But Give us a otherwise... plot synopsis for Oh, that's fucking... what I was going to actually throw no, to you. You, because I've got my own shit to say. Jade, please, oh, plot shit. synopsis of a two and a half hour zombie film well i know that zack snyder likes long movies and sometimes they're half an hour longer than they need to be which this film was more like two hours but you got a zombie a zombie outbreak it's all there in las vegas nevada and it's been isolated by very tall walls so it's sort of in this one hot spot and david batista is hired David Batista. David Batista. I'm keeping it formal. Is hired to enter, to enter the I don't know the mini apocalypse, the walls of death, to find some treasure in a safe at the bottom of one of the casinos from some rich dude who wants him to hire his own team. So he gets some of his old gang back together, and they go on and take the zombies in this unnecessary film. Because by the end of it, you're like, what was the point of that? Do not invest. In any characters. Something that I found interesting in it though was the different zombie culture that I hadn't seen before of having sort of this hierarchy and almost human-like zombies at the top of the hierarchy, the king and queen mm. character. I believe the queen character who does a lot of screaming is the the Asian broad from Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. The one that's got the little uh, antennas. Oh, Pom Clementive? Yeah, uh, sure, yep. Yeah, cool. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so that was a fun little... Marvel connection. We'll get to some more Marvel connections later. Yeah, um, we will. So yeah, it's got some good action, some funny one-liners. That um, was he Polish, Swedish, Danish. The blonde head dude. What was what was his background? Let's just say European. He was European. He was quite funny. Um, and I was looking at the black guy for ages, going, "Yeah, where do I know yeah. him from? That guy is Tank." And you look it up, and go, "He's from. He's the lead in Power." You don't like, recognize oh him with God. his shirt on. That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> This is true. He has it off for a lot of it. But yeah, so they're basically sent into um, the zombie apocalypse just to get some cashola, some very big cashola, and uh, don't necessarily make it out alive. Thoughts before I give my. Um, I didn't mind it for what it was, um, but it just felt a little bit too long. All right. If you're going to just cull it there for yourself, yeah, I'd totally like to do. take the floor. Take it away. I'll be short and sweet. And shiny. Firstly. Firstly. Hold up. Hold up. I said how many? Sweet. How many are there? Firstly. He's just taking a sip here. All right. Nobody in their right mind needs to make a two and a half hour fucking zombie film. Nope. Netflix, get your shit together. Secondly. Jay, do you remember how the outbreak started in this film? Well, there's a very... I, like, I do like the opening credits it's this huge action sequence of them all being attacked in vegas 
and then escaping. But I can't remember how the outbreak occurs in a Zombie lab. apocalypse starts in this film because a convoy of military... Oh, wait, yes, wait, 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 wait. that's it. It's hold, coming back to me. Hold your horses. A convoy of military people with some serious military fucking tech collide with a dude who oh. is getting a sweet blow drop <laughs> from his new bride. This movie happened because a dude was getting road <laughs> head. A dude was getting car fellatio in route. This is true. This whole movie wouldn't have existed if Homegirl insisted on him keeping it in his pants. So all I got to say is, boys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, everybody out there. <laughs> don't do it. When you're driving on the open road. I'm not saying don't do whatever. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying just... You I'm just saying, when you're times, out people. there on the open road and uh, you see a convoy, maybe don't collide with it. Also, keep it in your pants, maybe. Nah, fuck it. You know, do whatever <laughs> you want. But that's where I drew the line with this fucking... When that happened... You're like, what? This is all because of that? And I started watching it and I was like, two and a half hours, this is going to be rough. And it was. Mm, yeah. So I did not appreciate it in the slightest. And I liked Dave Batista. Sorry, David. Yeah, he had a lot of range in the film. He wasn't just a, the action guy with the big swing. He had but a lot of emotion. I didn't give a fuck about his wayward daughter and her fucking nah. crusade of saving some woman who I also don't care about because that part of the movie was felt very tacked on with Theo Rossi's character, the always obvious, like, dirty security guard guy. Mm. All that. I was like, I don't care. Well, someone else has said like that felt like there was a final point to the film, and then it just sort of I kept guess going. it kept going with our power guy on the plane and yeah. whatever else. And, and like, then guess what? Open sort end of for a open sequel. ending, yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, let's move on to the second. <laughs> oh, which by the way, I've got the title. Yeah. For our. But I don't want it to say "Friends Army of the Dead." No, 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 no. See, that's that's you with your silly friends mind. Yeah. You ready for this? Silly friends one. Army of the Dead. The Army of Dead Friends <laughs> Reunion. <laughs> oh, man. That makes friends sound bad. No, it doesn't. Okay. Um, the Army of Dead Friends Reunion. Damn. That is no, the title of this episode. You've heard it here. In Look at order. us planning. In that yeah. order. Yeah, I put you on the spot because we live. <laughs> we live, man. And we don't edit the recording whatsoever. We click record. We speak, speak, speak. We interlude with these songs but there's no we script and we've so improv. much shit wrong too yeah uh, look we I hear mumble. it and we go what are we on about but yeah. we're in the moment yeah and that's a hard place to be sometimes or are we <laughs> or are we in the future you never know but something that was better than army of the dead and only i have seen it of the two so sorry but you'll hear my voice for a couple of minutes only um james corden can go to yeah heck. Uh, on Thursday, May 27th. Surprise! Snacks! Oh, no. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it right after this. Uh, Promises. We'll be back for after a short word from our one of our non-sponsors, which is everyone, basically. But Eyes we've, closed. Oh, damn. Eyes closed. He's got more Tupperware out here. All I can smell is like butter chicken and curry because we've both had curries at our separate Different locations. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Oh, what the heck? Oh, I think I already know what uh, this is. I knew it. I, I knew think you I already would have know. It. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Hang on. Uh, all right, talk us through it. Wait. No, she's stumped. Maybe I don't know what it is. All right, let's hear it. At first, when I took it, <laughs> when you <laughs> took it in your mouth, yes. <laughs> In my hand. Wait. Um, 
I thought it was those new Krispy Kreme TV snacks. Ding, 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 oh! ding, 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 ding. But then ding, when ding, I ding. grabbed it, <laughs> it pulled me <finger. laughs> Anyway, I walked into the senior school office the other week and Marina had it sitting on her desk. I was like, Krispy Kreme TV snacks? What the heck? Yeah, so these but are the original glaze. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. She had the chocolate glaze ones, and There's you're needing that. Four options. It tastes like the a donut, whereas this doesn't. No, it doesn't. Doesn't it's, it? Or it tastes it's like a biscuit? Very sweet, yeah. Like the, it tastes like those TikTok biscuits that have That's the clock. That's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, because it. it's got the uh, the same, same sort of icing. Yeah. There you um. Go. So yeah, this is weird. And now I can't talk what I'm eating. And it gives you the energy and the power because it's a TikTok biscuit. And let's remember, the Big Apple runs on time. And who's in the Big Apple? Friends. Friends. Yeah. Six of them, to be honest. Yeah, three gals and three guys and one monkey. <laughs> Damn that monkey. That did come up during the reunion. But yes. Um, Quick, Mofo. What's the monkey's name? Marcel. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Getting all the points. Thursday night, the Friends reunion special aired um, on HBO Max. It's available on so many different uh, platforms across the world but for australians we could access it on binge got so many snapchats of people downloading their one month free just to watch it um otherwise there are about three or four channels on foxtel um where other people could access it who already had accounts there so it was quite accessible for a lot of people people were definitely watching it before me it was very interesting to be watching this before the u.s Mm -hmm. because i was thinking oh we'll be able to get that friday time but it was up on binges of like 4 30 in the afternoon um, so for the first, second time in 17 years, all six cast members were in the same place at the same time. First time cocaine was present? Uh, <laughs> second time. Um, the first time being when they, Oprah Winfrey um, interviewed them all after the last episode had aired. Um, yeah, so they've very rarely been together since then and they have been asking for this reunion for a number of years, obviously, since it's... Just quickly, was that Oprah mm-hmm. interview where like Jen Aniston was talking about tabloids and she would be like reading in a tabloid that she was pregnant and while she was in a cafe like smoking a cigarette or something? I don't know if it was that particular interview, but I just feel she like was on Oprah them, many times. I feel like all of them were there when she said it, but I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, they did two with Oprah. they were in one. Central Perk with Oprah, right? Yeah, that was the second to last episode. So they filmed that interview when it was announced it was going to be the end. And then they filmed another one when it had ended so they could actually talk about what had occurred. Um, so, yeah, it's like it actually starts with like the clip of the final scene and it zooms into the last shot of the show ever, which is the the golden picture frame around the peephole in the purple door of the girl's apartment. And then it puts 17 years later underneath, zooms out from that exact spot and it pulls away and you can see the set. So the, there's the boys' apartment, the hallway, the girls' apartment, and actually just to the right, Central Perk, which tripped my brain out a little bit to kind of contemplate all of that with the stage just behind it for the audience. And then one by one, the cast members, starting with David Schwimmer, come in the door and it just captures them reliving, oh, my God, this set's been built again for this purpose and – yeah, the six of them come together and it goes into lots of different parts. Parts of it is... Wait, they um, rebuilt the set for the reunion? Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, I don't, they, de- they definitely tore it down because there's footage. The creators talk about the fact that they filmed the last ep ever and that night they were tearing the, um, Cause they needed the, the set down. There was a new sitcom being filmed the very next day there and... 
that was something else that was really difficult for them because it's like, wow, one, we've got to deal with our show coming to end and then two, you're literally seeing it all fall down around you. Um, so, yeah, parts of it are, yes, an interview on a couch outside with James Corden as the host. Um, and really he's barely in it because not much of the reunion is actually on that couch. Well, Most his of his voice is a lot in the fucking trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's there, isn't it? And I love that his voice is so distinct but they never show his face to still try and keep a little bit of mystery about it. I'm like, that's clearly James Corden. Let's move on. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it is them on the set sort of just walking through and reliving, oh, my God, remember this episode, remember that, um, and sharing some behind-the-scenes stuff. And then there's um, interviews with the creators about casting all of them and video footage of some of the really early stuff, which was pretty cool to see. And then they, in talking about key episodes, they go to the set again and the six cast members are reading lines from the scripts. Um, there's footage of them watching bloopers together and reacting to them. Um, they do like in season four when they, the one with the embryos where the girls and the boys fight for the apartments and do the quiz. It's one of the best episodes of the series. Um, they reenact that by doing a quiz about the actual show actors versus the actors. Ross is the one doing the Ross is hosting and Lisa's actually there with them. And they use the moment to like, as part of the question, go, whose voice is this? And they'll be like, oh, oh, oh. And you know, Tom Selleck walks through oh, the door. I and it was going to be, oh, my She comes God. on during the interview stuff. So, like, Jen's midway through answering one of James's questions and then you just hear, oh, my God. And she comes and sits with them for a few minutes and um, and talks about how she come up with a <laughs> laugh, which was apparently just to overdo Matthew Perry, who was getting all the funny lines <laughs> apparently in the scenes. And so she was feeding off the audience. And when she did that, they got such a reaction. Um, so there's that. Tom Selleck comes up. Mr. Heckles makes an appearance. Jack and Judy. Oh, as in the old bloke. The old guy that lived I above them him. and always complained. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need you to give me my cat back. <laughs> like, he was so funny. He looked so much the same. Definitely older. Then Jack and Judy. So the Monica and oh, Ross's parents, parents were in the yeah. audience. They cut to... Michael Tyler, whatever his name is, Gunther, um, for a quick interview. They have a couple like celebs like David Beckham, Reese with a spoon, just talking about what friends meant to them. Obviously Reese was on it. David talked about how he's always away from home, but wherever he is, he can usually access an episode of Friends and it sort of just reminds him of him of home. Um makes him laugh. Because he's from New York. <laughs> no, just watching Friends with his family. Um and then there a little bit is the interviews on the stage. And, yeah, cuts to lots of clips from the app. But it was really well structured, really well done. This is an hour 39. Definitely could have watched another two hours of it. I really enjoyed seeing – there are a couple of bloopers I'd never seen and there were shots that I recognised from the film, but they don't cut away to the next person speaking or to ads. It stays on the actor because it's obviously the original footage. Whilst this camera is filming someone over here, this same camera is just in on Lisa Kudrow and it's just watching her for an extra minute and you're like – I know that this is not something anyone's seen before. And they showed footage of – there's an episode in season three where Matt LeBlanc's in a arm sling. Yep. And I'm like, did Matt LeBlanc hurt? Because they don't – well, they do write into the story, but Matt LeBlanc hasn't hurt himself. Or no, he has. Because they showed footage of him jumping in the chair where he's – him and Chandler are fighting over uh, the chair right, and the right, one right, where right, no right. one's ready. And on the fourth take, they're like – we got it. We had it in three. For some reason, we're like, we'll just do a fourth one. And on the fourth one, he jumps to beat Matthew Perry to the chair. Lands funny. And he's holding his shoulder the whole time. And everyone's just going on with business. And he disappears into the, 
what is Monica's bedroom and David Swimmer's like, cart, cart, like this isn't good and boom, they pop it back in. <laughs> and so in the next app, he's got the sling and they just ride in the app where you can hear um, Chandler's in the living room and you can hear Joey jumping on the bed and then <laughs> boom. And then Chandler looks like, this is why your mum told you not to jump on the bed. And then, and then boom, roll credits him, or something? Yeah, yeah. Cre- starting credits, him, him walking into the girl's apartment with a sling. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't know anything about that. And there was foot, um, very candid discussion between um, Jen and David about how they genuinely liked each other in the first couple of seasons, but they were all one was always with dating someone else in yeah, reality. She was with the Counting Crows guy. Yeah, yeah. He was with some woman before Natalie and Brulia. <laughs> he was with Natalie and Brulia. Yeah, for ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, Natalie and Brulia. Yeah, the one that was with the silver chair guy. Yep, the torn girl. <laughs> She was fine as hell. She was. David Schwimmer got that lady? Yeah. He likes dinosaurs. He likes brunettes. I was looking through his <laughs> list of girlfriends the other day, but they was yeah, they were talking about how they genuinely had a crush on one another, which because James Corden asked, like, it's hard to believe for all these years, you guys, none you, of you ever hooked up, which people you, have asked them before. Can you just say the interviewer? The interviewer <laughs> asked them. They'd hooked up and then Jen, Jen was like, oh, and it got a bit awkward. She's like, David, I'll let you take this one. They showed a lot of behind-the-scenes footage I'd never seen where they were very flirty and comfortable. Other, if you know what I mean. He's playing with her hair and they're cuddling on the couch. And I'm like, oh, my God, they, they actually had crushes on each other. Um, and yeah, they talk about some of the best guest stars that they had on and they loved having Danny DeVito, Sean Penn, that Jen mentions Brad Pitt. Um, and, yeah, it was really great to see them all together. Listeners, did you hear the salt in her <laughs> the voice? salty wounds. When she said Brad Pitt, the salty Oscar wounds. winner. For once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, I had to mention Tarantino once in this fucking I can only episode. imagine how weird it would be for younger generations watching the reunion because they've only just watched Friends as though it exists in this time and then boom, <laughs> they're watching these characters 17 years later or actors 17 years later looking so much different to what we have grown up to see them evolve to. It's like so that would have been bizarre. when we were kids watching yeah. Brady Bunch every week and then they, <laughs> boom, came out with a Brady Bunch movie. Well, this is true, yeah, yeah, where it's just very different. Which was a family from the 60s or 70s in the 90s. So overall, I give the reunion a five out of five, but just because the nostalgia, yeah. the memories, so many people texting me going, are you watching? Um, just getting up and about. Just from the trailer alone, i got to give it a minus four. Oh, my God. Just event. Just forget about the interviewer. No, no, There's no. But the horrible music too. Like the, oh, forget Oh, let's that. tug at your heartstrings. Oh, that's the other thing they did. They got some of the other celebs listed on that guest list a couple of weeks ago. They had them like Cara Delevingne and uh, Cindy Crawford come out and modelled some key outfits or iconic outfits from the did series. Did you put this on your Insta story? Uh, Possibly, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. I did one of Janice. I did one of the parents. Did one of the cast doing a so selfie. No, I definitely saw Cara Devlin look like she was murdering the catwalk, like bitch yeah. face in some outfit or something. She was wearing the dress from season two that Rachel wears to Barry's wedding as a bridesmaid, the pink dress, and even has it tucked into her underwear at the back, which is the gimmick from the episode. <laughs> Could I be more embarrassed? Walks off. <laughs> her underwear is sticking out of her dress. Um, so that was the other way they got some guest stars in. But yeah, it's quite interesting to see that Matthew Perry is... Definitely showing the long-term effects of having a lot of drugs back in the day. He just looks so... He looks so d- he's still very witty. He's making a lot of great jokes. But he, he kind of reminds me of... Like um, um, oh, my God. Um, Michael J. Fox. 
He looks like he's got Parkinson's. Yeah, he's not moving like that, but that he's very crouched over. His face is very is shaped differently. He's a bit, little bit slurred in his speaking. Everyone was making comment how uh, Matt LeBlanc's a bit bigger than he used to be. Um, he even makes jokes about it. Two pizzas. Two pizzas. No, Jen Anderson's like. Man, remember when we, we used to all be able to fit through there? It's like, some of us still do, Jen. <laughs> but um, it's kind of hard to see some of them looking a little bit frail. But you got to remember, they're, they're in their 50s. All of them are in their 50s. So uh, they're not 25 anymore. Uh, this just reminded me. You know, yeah. They wrapped the latest Scream movie, which I believe is just titled Scream. Oh, that's right. We have discussed this the, before. The big three in it. right? And yeah, the original crew. I'm gonna lay something on you. Oh, you know how it, before the opening like scream mm. title thing, and then it just goes into the movie, and then it's like, oh, there's been a murder. Yeah. My thought is they're gonna tease one of the three dying in the start, <gasps> but they actually kill all three. By the end of the movie, all three will be the dead. Start before the fucking oh, like they drew Barrymore, all three of them, and then it's just gonna be an entirely different cast. Just a thought. Because oh, nah. it's it's called Scream, not Scream Five, right? So, so you think it's be, an original? This could be a reboot, <gasps> but continuing. And that's on. the way to draw you in is to get in the original crew in, going, <gasps> "Let's get them back together." Which would be terrible, but yeah, it's a but like epic, an yeah. epic move and risk. Just because Courtney Cox, that's the. Uh, I'm pointing at it, the, the, the <laughs> laptop like the the listeners are there, but yeah, that's that's the. That's the, that's the sh- so. Army of Dead, maybe two out of five. And uh, Friends, five out of five. Well, that terror fucking fucking sound is pretty much picturesque for this segment, which is Jade, please. News and gossip. Sadly, this is just news this week, folks. Uh... I'll take my beer. I'll move the mic to the left hand so I can grab the beer on the right. So we all know this is for real. So we got some pretty tragic news this week. That's right, fellas. <sighs> Kat Dennings is officially off the market. <laughs> she got engaged this week to Andrew WK, party animal, musician, extraordinaire. Long hair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's kind of rough to read and see and see how smitten she is. And they've apparently secretly been dating for some time, as the tabloids have said. <laughs> I love that you've actually read articles about this. So uh, just finally, that's how this, this is how we're going to end it. So we'll be back next week. But beer in hand, pour, pour some out into your mouth, though, because this is I've got carpet underneath my feet. And we'll be seeing you soon, Kip Crew. As we know you, and you can now check out old episodes on YouTube. And if you could be so kind, and uh, this is me talking to you, Jade, update oh. some episodes from this season. Just saying. Cat <laughs> um, <laughs> Dennings, we still love you, but you know, there's still time. Also, you know, good luck with your with your future marriage, whatever. Thank you for tuning in to not another podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. All one word, not another podcast with two T's. Or check us out on Twitter, Tweets by Nap. Wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. <laughs>